It's traditionally been an event that's always been an all-inclusive in either Mexico or the Dominican Republic. This year, we totally switched it up. We went to Grand Cayman, not an all-inclusive. We took a stab at that like stipend model to still make sure that it was white glove and our employees and our top sales leaders were taken care of. But from the planning side of things, also did a lot of things different, not just a location change. We took over the social media, so we were creating kind of FOMO and making sure that the other C venters that were not in attendance worked really hard to get there next year. Great events create great brands, and it takes a village to put on an event that engages, excites, and connects audiences to your brand. And we're that village. I'm Alyssa. I'm Paulina. And I'm Rachel. And you're listening to Great Events, the podcast for all people interested in events and marketing. Hi, everyone. What is going on in the wide, wide world of events? My name is Paulina, and welcome to this week's episode of Great Events. Today, we are going to be chatting about all things Gen Z in the world of events, on your, you know, Gen Z members on your team. And we're very excited to welcome a fellow team member and Gen Z member herself, Sam Ephthamitis. And Sam, why don't you say hi? Hi, everyone. Glad to be back on the podcast. Round three. Round three. Oh, my gosh. Well, welcome back. I'm also joined by co-host Alyssa. Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, my slick hair, my Gen Z hair, even though I am full millennial over here. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So before I get into the conversation, I kind of just want a baseline for people listening in because I had to Google it myself. You know, who are members of the millennial generation, who are members of the Gen Z generation? And so confirmed, the millennials were born in between 1981 and 1996, and the Gen Z generation is between 1997 and 2012. So just as you frame up, you know, today's conversation, those are sort of the years that we're thinking about here. And we really kind of, we invited our Gen Z event professional Sam, to kind of give us a window into how she thinks about events. She, you know, in addition to overseeing a variety of event programs for us, she also manages our pretty rigorous internship program. And she's really been able to modify and adjust the program to accommodate a whole new generation of learning and behavior. And, and I just feel like there's a lot of goodness that we can unpack today. So let's start with Sam, you know, as a member of Gen Z, but working really closely with millennials and elder millennials like myself, what are different ways that you think about events? You know, are you thinking about them in a completely different perspective? Are you thinking, here are the bones of the event and this is what I'm going to do to sort of make it different or more appealing to, to multiple generations? Talk us through that. Maybe give us an example if you got. Yeah, I mean, I think the way I take on events is like, okay, I have really good bones of like what my millennial or elder millennial team has taught me. And I realized like those are things that are the basic, basic things for each event that need to be executed properly. But Gen Z and me is kind of thinking about those extras too, kind of like what can we do on social media to ensure that this is like getting the most attention? What are the giveaways that people actually want? Like they don't want a pen and a notebook anymore. Maybe they want a sling bag or like a fanny pack. So just kind of making sure that we're keeping those new 
up and coming trends in mind. Not that every event planner doesn't do that, but I just try and keep in mind, like, is this going to be impactful for every generation that's attending the event? So being in the middle of those two kind of groups as like a 97 baby. Yeah. <laughs> a 97 baby. As a 97 baby. I just try and keep everybody in mind to make sure that I'm hitting home for everybody. Yeah. So you just are off the heels of a a massive, a really fun internal event. We call it our business leaders retreat. Other companies might think of it as their president's club, their top 100 club. It's really to celebrate our sales leaders. And, you know, over the past few years, you know, we've thought about reimagining this program and we haven't necessarily been able to shift make major shifts to the program and you were able to do that this year. And I think I think part of it is a reflection of the changing demographic of people attending it, right? There's kind of like new demographics that are arising in this group of individuals. You've got elder millennials, but you've got a lot of Gen Z members who are participating in this trip. And I'd love to hear some of the decisions made around this program and and fundamental changes that you think yielded it because I have to caveat, we talked about this, I think, a year ago, right, when you were on the podcast, but it was unbelievable feedback. I mean, amazing gold stars, five stars. Everyone is still reeling about how memorable and amazing the event was. And I think a lot of it has to do with some of the decisions you made to cater to those unique groups. Yeah, so last year was great, but like you said, we got to kind of turn it on its head. It's traditionally been an event that's always been an all-inclusive in either Mexico or the Dominican Republic. This year, we totally switched it up. We went to Grand Cayman, not an all-inclusive. We took a stab at that like stipend model to still make sure that it was white glove and our employees and our top sales leaders were taken care of. But from the planning side of things, also did a lot of things different, not just a location change couple examples. We, instead of hiring a videographer and a photographer, everybody takes pictures on their phones. We really wanted to just get a videographer that nailed on the recap video and kind of captured all those fun moments that people forget about or like, you know, you're dancing in the crowd. You're not worrying about like how cool it looked that the whole dance floor is filled up with you and all of your colleagues and your guests. So we wanted to capture all of those fun moments and do like a really great sizzle reel for next year. That'll get people excited and kind of build FOMO to make the next trip. So that was a big one for us. We took over the social media. You guys probably saw some of it. Really tried to stay on top of posting all of that. So we were creating kind of FOMO and making sure that the other C-Venters that were not in attendance worked really hard to get there next year. And then I think we just like kind of switched other things up swag-wise. Like we always do a nice giveaway. I was really worried that people were going to miss the Maui Gym activation that we always have done. And I didn't get one single comment about it. We kind of took a different look at swag. You know, my generation, we don't buy expensive sunglasses. We buy them off Amazon and, you know, we have the cheapy pairs that we're wearing. Not yet. With every different outfit, we have like a cheap pair of sunglasses to go with it. So I was like, Maui Gems maybe aren't necessary. Let's do a Stanley Cup or a Yeti, which is what we did. And it went over great. People had them floating in the pool in the ocean with them. I think it was a nice opportunity to shake things up. And like you said, different demographic, different planning. What I find interesting, Sam, is like who you're catering to or who you're building this experience is predominantly made up of millennials and probably Gen Xers, right? But you're taking what you know to be kind of trending within the Gen Z space and applying those to 
I'd say the older audiences, right? So like keeping everything hip through what's current and kind of the, the younger leading trendy generation, which I think is really interesting, right? It's not that you're building this for Gen Z, although certainly there are some Gen Zers in the mix too, but it's kind of leaning into what you know to be true is popular and kind of what's the, the what's trending thing, you know, what's trending. It's always like the most, the youngest generation that's leading the charge on that. I feel like we have a responsibility to, to do that as event planners, right? We're all about in these connected experiences and connecting communities. And so, you know, if we're not introducing, you know, the older generations to what's hip and fun and exciting right now, you know, it's going to be hard for them to make some of those connections on their own. And so why the heck, you know? Right. And it doesn't have to be so literal as like, we're going to be making TikToks all week. You know, like that's that it's that's very cheesy. I, I don't know. Maybe we would say chuggy. I don't know. Is that even like, is it chuggy to say chuggy now? I don't even know. I can't keep up. It is too good to say, Jogi. Okay, cool. <laughs> Nailed it on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, I think taking cues from like the audience and, you know, giving a certain amount of freshness with also that traditional what they expect and meeting those expectations. I just feel like we brought a good mix together and, and everybody was pretty happy with it. So love that. Okay, let's shift gears here a little bit and less on the, you know, event attendee event side of things and more on, you know, thinking about teams, right? You know, the the workforce is changing. A number of Gen Z members of the workforce are are kind of having their first experience with jobs. You know, mem- many of these members perhaps were in school still and and attending virtually, maybe their first career opportunity was a virtual work experience. And just so our listeners can kind of understand, you know, Sam does oversee, like I said, our pretty rigorous event meetings and events team internship program. And, you know, that was built 10 years ago. And so much has changed across the industry, across the way our team is organized, but notably expectations, you know, have changed as well. And I think, Sam, maybe just share a couple you know, quick things that you've observed in terms of, you know, guiding and 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 really mentoring, you know, some of our, our latest members of the Gen Z internship program and and offer any thoughts that, you know, our listeners might appreciate. Yeah. So I actually went through this internship program back in the day, but like Paulina said, like that experience I had was created by a millennial and that was, you know, five years ago at this point. We've had a huge shift. Not only just, oh, the new generation coming in, but, you know, most of them graduated virtually and their first internship perhaps was virtual. Maybe they've never been in an office environment before. So, you know, we still find a lot of value in having our interns in the office, but, you know, we had to adapt and and make sure that we changed the program to accommodate a hybrid schedule while still giving them some in-office, you know, experience so they can have that under their professional belt. And then also there's plenty of things that they can help us with at home. So I think the virtual thing was a nice shift because we don't need them in the office every single day. But the trainings also are taking a lot longer because if they walk over to my desk, I can like show them one thing and be like, okay, good, go do it. Um, And, you know, now I'm sitting on hour long calls each week, just making sure they're trained on technology and how to do like basic Outlook things, FedEx things, whatever it is. So I just feel like trainings have been a little bit of a shift. Not being in the office all the time has been a shift. And we just kind of had to rethink how we 
show these interns like what CVENT's all about. I would say that's kind of the biggest shift. I have a follow-up question to that, Sam. Are you finding that they're influencing what CVENT should be, right? Like we're in this kind of paradigm shift in workplace culture where we're kind of open to new ideas and restructuring how we work. And I'd be curious, Paulina, even to hear your perspective on that too, as a leader of the program. But I'm, I'm curious, Sam, if you're getting feedback, it's like, hey, we don't, that doesn't make sense for for us, right? How are they pushing the limits? Yeah, I mean, it seems I think we're really good about welcoming all the fresh voices and the new ideas in the room. And I just have to make sure that I'm telling the interns like, hi, you came in and I told you to do it this way. But it's always a recommendation. You know, you have an idea on how to do it in a more efficient way or manner, like absolutely let me know that. And I feel like interns are sometimes worried to like come at you with a recommendation. But at CVent and like me personally, I'm always open to let's figure out the best way to do it. I don't care if it came from my brain or your brain. So I think, you know, Gen Z is like known for being a little bit more vocal, right? And I just want to make sure that I'm really welcoming that from from the interns as well. Yeah. I mean, Sam does a great job of, you know, ensuring all of our interns have a voice and gets them exposure to a variety of of projects, right? It's not all admin work and it's not all glamorous events. It's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of mix between the two, but we do strive to ensure that, you know, people who do participate in the program get a full spectrum of experience and within that experience are able to put their own personal touch or perspective into, into you know, navigating it or, or completing those tasks at hand. I think one thing that's interesting, and, and and one intern is kind of standing out, I'm not going to call her out by name, but I was, you know, struggling to find time to think about cool activations for a European customer event that we were doing. And she, you know, raised her hand and was like, I'm happy to help. Like, you know, I, I love the concept of getting into customer marketing. She, you know, obviously wanted to be a part of events, but customer marketing was a big interest of hers. And And this was at the time of, you know, we were still working completely remotely and she started creating digital postcards. And so if you can just think about like when you attend an event, you're stepping away from your family, you're stepping away from your routine. And it was a really cute sort of, I guess, digital tangible that she thought about. And obviously it was very reflective of, you know, the Gen Z generation, very social focused, visual focused, but also very personal. And I just felt like it was a great example of how that reflected both, you know, her as a member of Gen Z, but also a creative opportunity for her to contribute to an experience. And so, you know, it just stands out. That was, you know, two years ago, a year and a half ago. And and that, that small idea and, and hand-raising moment was, you know, pretty impactful. So I think, you know, for those listening in, and as you are thinking about your internship programs or welcoming new team members to your team, you know, let them speak up. We've got great ideas. It's always fun to kind of invigorate some of our, you know, tenured programs and think about, you know, what's new that, you know, perhaps a new generation has a fresh perspective on. You know, this is a quick app. We just kind of wanted to chat through some of the fun topics that are related to Gen Z. Anything else, Sam, as a, a member of the esteemed generation Gen Z that you want to leave our listeners with? No, I feel like I'm elder Gen Z, but I just feel like it's it's nice to be in my position where I can kind of bring a little bit of new, fresh energy and ideas and try and keep us on trend as like the resident young person or whatever. But yes, 
have been called that a lot. Well, I think I think part of that, too, is the openness of the team, the openness of just kind of like creating that environment like you guys were talking about for feedback from somebody who is more junior in their career or certainly younger in age. Right. So there's there can sometimes be an intimidation factor that is that's a barrier to get that inspiration to get those new, new ideas. But I think fostering that creative environment, per se, is really what's going to push the boundary for event programs. And and I think some of those those most vocal, more innovative ideas could come from that younger generation. So from from a leader standpoint, I think it is really important to embrace the younger generations. You probably hear that on all of these types of generational podcasts or webinars or sessions that you sit in at events. And I think we're saying the same thing, right? That that just creating that that environment of openness is going to what it, it's what fuels new event programs. Exactly. Awesome. Yeah. Anything else, Sam, before we let you go? I think that's it. Thanks for having me, guys. Awesome. Well, thanks, Sam, for joining. And thanks, Alyssa, for joining this podcast today. To our listeners, send us a LinkedIn message, a direct message, or an email at greatevents at cvent.com if you have any ideas or topics or special guests. As always, we're happy to take any of your advice or ideas. And until next time, thanks for tuning in to Great Events.